Welcome back and happy new year, Richard. It is indeed, isn't it? Today's the day. Today is the day, 2023. <laughs> Another year fled by. I mean, just they're in, in hyper speed or warp speed or something. It just seems like all of a sudden the another year has come by. Yeah. Here it, we are again. It was a very, a very fast year. Um, and and you know, this time of year, you know, in our topic for today, we're going to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Um, we do try but to in talk a very, a bit about in a very different way, right? Right. In a different way, because we do try to talk about New Year's resolutions mm -hmm. every year. Um, and we we try to encourage people to think about them in slightly different ways. Um, because well, you know, history suggests that we are not very good at <laughs> keeping up with our New Year's resolutions. Um, most right. of New Year's resolutions have ended by February or so. Right. Um, so we're going to. Yeah, but, you know, last last week we talked about um, the winter solstice yeah. and all, and and just this astrological event. Um, and people would sort of, I mean, thousands of years ago, people would take stock of the year just ending um, as, as, as the days got shorter and the nights got longer, people would sort of take stock of the, uh, the year just ending and um, make resolutions for the year to uh, about to begin. Yeah. So there's this normal sort of ebb and flow, um, life cycle uh, ebb and flow where people sort of stay take stock. And we do that now. People say, toward the end of the year, <clears throat> you take stock and um, say, okay, what about next year? Right. And so we tend to make these resolutions for next year, and, but what happens to resolutions? Right. Yeah, um, we, we fail to, we typically fail to, to succeed with them. And, you know, and people make resolutions for all kinds of things from, you know, losing weight or wanting to read more or, you know, um, you know, eating right. better and, and all these different things. And, you know, we tend to rely on, some of the tried and true uh, behavioral strategies, um, yeah, right. using rewards and different things. Um, but again, we tend to, once we start um, sort of falling short, once the novelty of it has wore off, right. again, usually by the end of January, um, then then they end. And um, it makes it very difficult for us to, to succeed and and keeping up with them. Um, yeah, that's right. We, we get to the, the beginning of a new year and we say, okay, this is the year that I'm going to exercise, you know, but, and if I join a gym and pay that fee every month, that will increase my motivation. Right. That, it almost doesn't matter what you do. Most new year's resolutions fall by the wayside. I think within three or four weeks, isn't that what, what yeah. most of the, the data suggests? Yeah. Um, and and to, to get ourselves, to motivate ourselves, we come up with all these little strategies. Like if I lose, um, if I lose enough weight, I can buy new clothes. Okay. So my motivation is to buy new clothes. So what you're using is that simple reward and punish that behavioral approach, which is a whole field of psychology that we know about. And we use to reward ourselves for succeeding in right. some way. Um, and so we say, okay, if I, if I, if I lose this weight, I can buy these kinds of clothes. I can wear these kinds of clothes. Okay. And so, um, if I change jobs, if I buy a boat, so, so you make these resolutions and then you reward yourself. So you're using, um, the, the strategies of, a, of, a, of a field of psychology called behaviorism. Okay. 
those are nice. Those are sort of nice little strategies, little tricks you can use to get yourself to do things. But what we want to talk about this year is instead of finding little ways, cute little ways to motivate yourself, we want to talk about a larger picture, a larger view, mm -hmm. um, and take a whole new perspective on how you might approach the new year. Right. Yeah. Instead of just coming up with a new new plan, let's just think of a new overall perspective. And and so instead of maybe working from a from a behaviorism uh, behavioralism type of uh, perspective, we're going to talk about coming from the perspective of positive psychology. That's right. There's a whole field of psychology here that many of us, well, some people have heard of positive psychology, but it's a field that it's new. It's relatively new compared to others. Um, and it's one that many people don't know about. And many people who know about it um, aren't quite sure how to use it. How does it apply to me? Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today is here's a whole field of psychology that you can use to make your life better. Uh, absolutely. And so whereas most of psychology, most of medicine, really, if we're honest, right. focuses on weaknesses or problems or dysfunction, um, positive psychology focuses on, as the name would suggest, more positive uh, things. And it, it was uh, sort of a, an area founded by a, a, a very interesting um, psychologist and, and researcher, Martin Seligman. And, um, and, and it, we've talked about his research before um, because he talked about learned helplessness and, and some of that. And from that was born the idea of positive psychology where we focus on <clears throat> sort of positive characteristics and um, positive aspects of, of ourselves to, to foster happiness and, and more meaningful life. You know, Bernie, many, many times on this show, we've talked about people going to Dr. Google, mm -hmm. uh, looking up, you know, um, there's, this, there's this penchant today, almost an obsession today with, well, what do I have? You know, what's wrong with me? You know, right. am I depressed? Am I anxious? Do I, have, you know, how many people come to you and say, well, I, I think maybe I have autism. No, I mean, yeah. people are looking for a diagnosis to explain normal life vagaries, normal life changes, right. normal life experiences. I mean, sometimes you're, sometimes you're not happy. Right? Right. Sometimes you're anxious. It doesn't mean you have a diagnosis. Right. And, but that's what we're doing today is we're looking for a diagnosis yeah. that can be treated. So we go out and search for problems. Well, what positive psychology says is, no, we're gonna, we're gonna take a whole different look at life and say, instead of looking for a problem to fix, we want you to use your assets, use your personal characteristics, whatever they are, mm -hmm. take your mental strengths and your personal characteristics and use those to build a better life, an overall life. Right. Uh, not not just lose weight, not just reduce a couple of dress sizes, not just get uh, bigger boats, but to actually use your assets to create a better and more meaningful life overall for yourself. And if you do that, the rest of these things will fall into place. If you're generally more satisfied with your life, you're probably going to eat better and sleep better and exercise more. Okay. Right. So instead of saying, well, if I exercise more, I'll feel better. How about if you feel better, you might start exercising more. So it sort of turns that around. Right. So so a lot of this begins with looking at our at a person or ourselves, our own uh, personal character traits and strengths. And 
you know, working to sort of foster those positive aspects of ourselves um, to be, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, just to be good people, you know, Um, and, and it's so discouraging sometimes because there's so many uh, sort of non-examples of this, you know, we, we can look in the news and we see things like the, oh. the situation going on with um, with Russia and and Putin and and what he's going, what he's doing. Um, the the situation in New York right now with with uh, George Santos, and you, you know, we have all of these examples of people who will deceive and lie and and. Um, and sometimes there's consequences to that. And sometimes there's not consequences to that. And it creates a lot of confusion, I think, for people when, you know, somebody who is deceitful ends up, you know, gaining power and, and position. But in positive psychology, what we're really wanting to do is, you know, is foster the the healthy things, the good things, the, the, the truthful and the, I just keep wanting to go back to the word healthy aspects of our character and our, our personal, uh, personal um, traits to foster good relationships and happiness and, and good things in our lives. Yeah. You, you, everybody has probably heard about this George Santos story, yeah. the uh, New York politician who has lied about, I mean, somebody in the news yesterday said, we don't even know that whether that's his name or not, you know, at this point, we're, we're not sure what to trust. And this is a man without character. I mean, he, he, he lacks you know, uh, Putin lacks um, the Sam Bankman-Fried, the uh, Bitcoin guy. These mm. people lack character. They lack positive character traits. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. Um, they will kill other people uh, without compunction, without consequence. And, and you can get elected to office, you know, by lying your way into office. These are people who lack character. What we want to do is take identify what our character traits are Mm -hmm. and develop those, develop our strengths, but the positive ones, you know, honesty, integrity, justice, gratitude, um, develop these positive strengths. And in developing those, you take your first steps toward a more meaningful life. And where does positive psychology begin? It begins by identifying and developing your best character traits. Right. So, so as I mentioned before, you know, this was a, a, a field or, or branch of psychology coined and, and developed by Martin Seligman. Um, and he, he developed this model that he just, that's just referred to as the PERMA model, the P-E-R-M-A, PERMA model. Right. And PERMA is, as is always the case with everything, is an acronym. Um, right. the, the key in PERMA is positive emotions. And so, you know, what he talks about here is looking at fostering optimism and experiencing optimism and, and gratitude and those kinds of things just by um, recognizing those positive emotions, recognizing good feelings about things that are from your past and present and future and focusing on some of those positive emotions as opposed to focusing on negative things. And then Bernie, I know you've thought, we've talked about this many times, um, you can look at your life and you can either look at the good things or you can look at the bad things. And if you focus on the bad things, you're going to have negative emotions. We all have good things and we all have bad things. There may be times in your life when things go bad, but your whole life 
I guess the book of Job would be an exception, right? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that the other day, you know, how much do you have to tolerate? Yeah, there are those times. But generally speaking, we all have something that we can be thankful about to, to express gratitude for and to experience, to do things that make us feel better. Right. Right. And, and we can all do that. So first of all, you cultivate positive emotions. Yeah. The second thing, the E in PERMA is engagement. And, and what I like about this is this is the idea of flow. Um, and, and we've again, we've talked about flow on previous podcasts. But um, the idea of flow is that you get you engage in activities that you enjoy and that bring so much um, right. pleasure and, and just happiness that you just become so immersed in it that, you know, you know, the idea of flow is you, you lose track of time, you lose track of everything that's going on because you're just so engaged in this activity. And it can be anything. It can be a hobby yeah. or it can be, you know, um, just any type of activity that just mm-hmm. brings you pleasure. Um, you know, ideally it's something that is productive, like planting, you know, working in a garden or, um, you know, building a, a skill or fostering a skill or a hobby or something. But it's just something that you get immersed in that just brings you pleasure. Yeah. Bernie, is that what Messi does with soccer? Does he get flow? Yeah, you can see, well, you can see it in, in all athletes, you know, um, in, in, in lots of different sports. Messi is a great example. When Argentina won the um, World Cup this year, you can see that they just get into a rhythm and um, and, and announcers, sports announcers will say it, you know, he just looks like he's enjoying himself out there. Um, well, you know, could you, I couldn't imagine the amount of stress and pressure that a, an athlete is experiencing during the Super Bowl or during the World Cup final, or, um, you know, uh, we, we lost one of the great athletes of all time, uh, Pele, this past week. Um, right. Richard, he, he, he was 17. I know. I he played his first World Cup. I didn't realize that until yeah. this week. Yeah. You imagine... And, and there were there were young kids. The, um, the I think it was the captain of uh, the U.S. team. He he was a teenager. Yeah. Um, teenagers, high school kids that could be in high school are on the world stage like this. I couldn't imagine the amount of pressure and and everything that's on them. But they get out there and they get into that flow because mm-hmm. they are just engaged. They are just immersed in an activity that they love. And, um, and it just, they just make it look easy. Right. Yeah. So, so this word flow can be an activity that you can get immersed in mm-hmm. and you lose yourself in. Okay. So, wow, where did the time go? You know, I've been at this for four hours. Didn't realize it. That's flow. And the other type of flow is what athletes do where they get so immersed. Michael Jordan did that. He scored a hundred points one night and no matter what he threw up, it went in. And at one point there's this video of him and he just, he just shrugs his shoulders and said, I don't even understand what's happening, but right. he was completely engaged in the activity. Right. Um, and so we see that with athletes all the time. So flow engagement is the other thing. And then of course there's relationships, yeah. you know, that you have to connect social relationships, connect with other people. Yeah. Um, and the, the family and friends. Yeah. The R in PERMA is about relationships and social connections. And those are always important. We've talked about that many times on the podcast that, you know, humans are social animals and and we need those kinds of relationships. Again, healthy relationships, relationships that bring you joy and relationships that 
help you to be a better person, not right. relationships that where you leave the interaction and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted because it's just emotionally draining to be, mm-hmm. you know, interact with that person. You're talking about healthy relationships that, right. uh, that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And then the M in PERMA is meaning. Um, and, and it's as simple as finding a purpose, finding a meaning in, in what you're doing in life. Right. You know, when they, um, I read a book years ago about the founding of Israel and what struck me about uh, after World War II is they had Jewish people have been through this horrific ordeal and they went to Palestine to, to develop a, their state, to re, redevelop the, the state of Israel. And I thought, wow, it must be nice to have something more important than yourself. You know, it was obvious that David Ben-Gurion and um, Golda Meir, these people who founded the state of Israel, had a mission far greater than they, um, Nelson Mandela, you know, yeah. who had a mission greater than he. Um, and so that's what he means by meaning, is, is, is find something that's more important than you. Right. And the last thing is, is to achieve something. Make some, have some successes. And if you look at PERMA, P-E-R-M-A, if you take each one of these things, if you are pursuing each of these five things, it's going to lead you to a more positive, a more meaningful, a more worthwhile life. If If you're focusing on positive emotions, fully engaged, engaged with other people, you know, developing meaningful nurturing relationships with others, finding meaning in life, and then accomplishing a goal. Uh, There are many times in my professional life where I wasn't really accomplishing anything and you sort of get dull. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you write something or you publish something or you present something, you get this burst of energy. You You have to do something. We talk about children and motivation in school. And everybody says, well, if he was more motivated, he'd do better. No, if he was doing better, he'd be more motivated. Right. Okay, so motivation comes from achievement. And that's right. what the A in PERMA is about. Right. And, and as you said, you know, when you when you follow these these mm-hmm. five ideals, um, mm-hmm. it leads to a more positive life, a more positive outlook of things. And research has, has demonstrated pretty, pretty clearly that those positive experiences are linked to better health, longer life, greater well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of positive things in our life. We, we have healthier relationships and we just, again, tend to live longer. Um, and it, you, you compare that to what we see on the other side, which is people who are more pessimistic and negative, they, they tend to have more um, health-related issues, more mental health-related issues, more um, hostility and, and anger and physical health problems from like heart disease and, and those kinds of things. So um, following these five ideas from um, positive psychology can help shift to make a better life physically and mentally right. for ourselves. Right. So as you approach 2023, and, and because the next question will be, well, how do I do this? Right. How do I, how do I, I can't just flip a switch and suddenly be in a good mood. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. But there are things that you can do that will move you in the direction of um, gaining, uh, achieving, at least pursuing, even if you don't achieve it, at least you're pursuing a more satisfying, a more meaningful life. And so positive psychology gives us five or six or seven things that we can do to begin moving us in that direction. And so this year, 
instead of making resolutions for the new year, we would encourage you to consider these um, seven steps. They're not seven steps. They're seven approaches to life, would I guess would be a better way to put it. Instead of thinking in terms of resolutions to accomplish a specific goal, like weight loss or exercise, we want to encourage you to at least think about doing approaching 2023 from this new perspective. Right. And the first one is, how do you get there? Well, first is by feeling good. Um, you you can't, you're not just going to feel good. You kind of have to make yourself feel good, okay? You have to pursue pleasurable activities. And many people say, well, I can't. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, that's self-destructive. That's right. self-defeating. What you have to do is say, what will make me feel good? And then go out and start doing that. Right. And, and of course, we're not just talking about being hedonistic and just oh. just the seeking pleasure uh, no matter what at, at anyone else's um, mm -hmm. sake. But what we're talking about is doing the thing. People, sometimes people tend to avoid negative things rather than seek positive things. And what we're talking right. about is that shift towards seeking positive things. Mm -hmm. If you seek positive things, you're going to likely avoid some of those negative things. But it's really difficult to, to overestimate the, the importance of just having that shift in positive thinking. Mm -hmm. um, when you shift from thinking avoid negative versus seeking positive, just that shift makes you more optimistic. Right. That's right. Then you're, you're looking for positive as opposed to looking for negative and, and right. it automatically shifts you into a more optimistic and positive perspective. And, and but in, in any case, it's something you have to do. It's an active pursuit. Right. You, have, you, you can't just suddenly feel better. You know, that, that's not how this works. You have to go out and capture those things, find those things, seek those things that make you feel better. Right. And so and related to that, you know, the next couple of things even are, are all related to this. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, engaging in things, pursuing those goals and activities that that you can engage in that that idea of flow and, and, and doing good, you know, just, you know, looking for that meaning of, of how you relate to the greater world mm -hmm. and doing mm -hmm. positive things. That's but right. Like you said, the, the key component is you have to actively do these things. You can't just wait for them to happen to you. You have to make them happen for yourself. Right. And I like this next one that's by expressing gratitude. And right. there are two ways to do that. One is that you have to sit back and look at your own life and be thankful for what you have, okay? Um, it may not be perfect, but there's probably a lot of good in there that you can, you can seek out. And the other part of gratitude is expressing gratitude to others yeah. for what they are gifting you, for what they are giving you, what they bring to your life. Right. Um, I got a, one of my kids sent me a little note over the holidays. He has no idea. And, and he won't until his children are older. He has no idea what that meant, you know, to, to get that kind of mm -hmm. message from, from one of your kids. Um, heartfelt, of course. When his kids are adult, when he has adult children, he's going to say, then he's going to get it. Yeah. Um, but I have to express gratitude for that. You know, yeah. there, there are things we all have to be thankful for. Absolutely. And, and the next one is savoring pleasure. And you know, again, we have the tendency sometimes to have 
uh, what some have referred to as impending happiness. You know, something things are going well and we're like, well, yeah, but then the other shoe is going to drop soon or, you know, too many good things are happening. So something negative is going to happen next. <laughs> instead of thinking that way, enjoy the positive things that are happening. Enjoy the good things that you're doing and the, and the good experiences that you're having so that you can savor them and hold on to them and, and allow those positive experiences to influence your life in, right. in good ways. And, 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 and in what's happening right now. Right. Okay. Be, that's the idea about being mindful. When we talk about mindfulness, we're talking about where am I right now? M most of us make the mistakes of, well, if I have this, I'll be happy. It, I'll be happy when it's the weekend. I'll be happy when I'm on vacation. So it's always this future of happiness. What do you call it? Impending happiness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we live in the present and we're unhappy because we keep thinking of happiness as being something to achieve in the future. No, find your pleasure right in the present, okay? Right. This, is, this is where you are right now. Right. You have these circumstances, extract the best parts of that and incorporate that into your life. Be grateful for the good things that are happening right now. Absolutely. And the, the final thing is, um, it, it's just gifting yourself self-compassion. You know, the, again, we are oftentimes so um, hard on ourselves for mistakes or for, um, you know, Richard, how many times do we work with patients and, and they um, feel so frustrated with themselves because they, you know, they need support or they need, uh, they need a break or they need something to help them help them continue and then they get upset with themselves for needing that and right. we, we all get tired sometimes we all need a break sometimes we all make mistakes sometimes and right. and so uh, assessing that and saying you know what that's it's okay i can i can do better next time now i know you know now i know what to avoid now i know that learn from those experiences and give yourself that self-compassion you know, give yourself the same compassion that you would give to, you know, your kids or your, your partner, uh, but give it to yourself as well. That's right. And frequently we don't do that. You know, I don't want to be a wimp or I don't want to impose. No, you go right ahead and impose. And I think most of us feel that way. Right. You, you're, you're, it's perfectly okay when you need it, impose on me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so Richard, as we enter 2023. Right. As we in these first few days of the new year, you know, and and as folks are thinking about their their New Year's resolutions, uh, again, you know, our, what we're encouraging everyone to do is maybe step back and instead of coming up with some very specific, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to do this or I want to do that, think about living that more positive life. You know, use right. some of the principles that we that we have learned from uh, positive psychology. And, and the idea of just living a more happy, fulfilling life and engage in those. Um, it's a lifestyle change uh, in, in many ways, but it's a lifestyle change that will be sustainable. Um, you know, you can, you, again, that last thing of self-compassion, you know, in, in, on, on February uh, 3rd, when you, when you mess up and you don't live by one of the principles of positive psychology, um, whereas a, a Typical New Year's resolution will probably fall off the charts at that point. Um, you can self-compassion will say, you know what, it's okay. I messed up today. I can do better tomorrow and, and get back on track. Right. Yeah. I, I what I 
one of the things I think about when we think about positive psychology is, you know, this deep breathing to relieve anxiety. I, I It's not a parlor trick. It's not a magic trick. It really does work. Mm-hmm. And it's good for some things. In some cases, it will relieve your anxiety. But the larger issue is to reduce the anxiety, live a life that is less anxious. You know, and, and that's what we're talking about today is we want you to create a life with less anxiety so that you don't need to rely on those um, right. those emergencies, yeah. um, those strategies, those tricks to calm yourself down, that you're living a more tranquil, more meaningful uh, existence. Right. And you're, 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 living an exist, you're living an existence that doesn't produce anxiety in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there will be a link in the show notes for um, a few articles that talk about this and kind of outline some of the things that we've talked about today. But, uh, you know, if you have questions, send it, send us uh, questions, send us thoughts and comments. Um, we're looking forward to a new year and um, coming out with some, some new ideas and new, new, new podcasts with some um, new information for everyone. So, all right. So until Happy next new year. You, to too. you. you too. You okay. uh, too. Don't uh, don't party too hard, Richard. Not, no more. No more partying for this guy. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy and forget to be afraid. <laughs>